From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy. And Corey Clark. Turns out it's all cookie. Oh, it turns out it's all cookie. Wake up! What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show... Was it crooked all along this college football playoff in 2023? Florida State wins a national championship and building a monster. Should Florida State go ape in the portal? Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com website, 2475 Appalachian Parkway. Put that in your map app. Takes you right to the CP. You can have a lunch special Monday through Friday when you go to the Corner Pocket from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. waiting for you. But on Tuesdays, Bill, the proprietor, is like, we're going to feed you good all day long. We're going to feed you tacos, beef or chicken, soft shell, hard shell, all day long at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. In the lead up to the much bandied about Ballyhooed Trivia Night, some say the best in Tallahassee. I agree with those some that say that. 7 p.m. Trivia Night starts at the Corner Pocket. Go check it out. Check out Warchant.com, the ultimate symbol sports source. Portal is open Portal season. There's a thread on the tribal council letting you know who from Florida State has entered the portal or plans to enter the portal. And then over on the premium recruiting board, lots of stuff from Michael Langston about who possibly Florida State could be targeting. Maybe a quarterback. Maybe, maybe. Hit the thumbs up, five star rating and review. We certainly would appreciate it. Thanks for being here, everybody. I know it's tough, but we're all going to do this together. Corey Clark's here to help us out as well, as always. Corey, how are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you doing? You good? You better? I feel like I'm in a, a bit better mood. I'm still mad. Yeah. Um, but it's starting to die down just a hair. Not a lot, but mm-hmm. a hair. I'm actually worse, Oh, surprisingly. Right. I don't know, just, you know, I, I mentioned this on the, the Sunday Smash, which was Monday, the Monday Smash, but right. like watching ESPN on Monday morning, which, sorry, everybody, I'm, I'm not going to stop watching ESPN. I just, you know, I've, I've been watching them for 38 years of my life, I think, probably, so it's a tough habit to break. Don't condone everything they do. But it's what I do. It's part of my routine. But they have this really beautiful graphic on getup of the four teams in the playoff. And it just, it was like, yeah. man, um, I was there in Charlotte. I think Florida State won. Yeah, uh, they did. Why they are they did. not on that graphic? Yeah. And then, like, it just kind of went to this, not, not a tailspin. But I was like, man, this sucks. And then all my buddies were adding fuel to the fire and, um, you know, talking about how, oh, there, my email's open again, everybody. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, at least you did it. the streak continues. Your DiMaggio like streak continues. <laughs> just, well, then I close it one the other day and then I, I missed an important email, but just, you know, then my friends are talking about, listen, one, one friend was going like all succession about how this is all, you know, just orchestrated and we're, we're just pawns in this game. He's like, man, listen, he's like, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a, a, a content piece uh, that that's built around a football game, but the football's not the the product. The product is ESPN talking about it. Yeah, all, the six all, days a week in between, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's like the games, like the the actual competition, is secondary to all this other stuff. And I'm like, ah, that's it. Feels really cynical, and he is very cynical right now. But I have a feeling everybody will come around. Maybe not by you know December third to watch Florida State play Georgia in this bowl game, but. I'm hoping by maybe spring football, some of these wounds will heal and everybody will embrace the joy that is college football. Hey, it'll be a 12-team playoff by then. And you know what I came to the conclusion of? And I, th- I think I was there anyway. But in, and we talked about a little bit yesterday. I think 
they get left out if Jordan Travis is healthy. See, I disagree with you, but c- carry on. So, they, I, I think what, what was plain and simple, what was exposed for the world to see, is that they wanted, they had to have an SEC team. That m- meant more to them than anything, I think. Um, they've never had one without it. Don't so, disagree with you at all on that point. So, yeah. they wanted an SEC team. Well, how could they do that? They had they, – because they – again, they can't put in Alabama without putting in Texas because Texas beat Alabama head-to-head and have the same record and both won the conference championship. So, they would have had to come up with another reason to leave Florida State out. And I just go by the fact that there's only been one other instance where a undefeated team in the Power Five has been passed over by one-loss teams. It was nine years ago. It was Florida State then. And that was with Jameis Winston. Uh, in in a bunch of draft like twenty draft picks, they still didn't think they were better than those other teams. So I just think they were they gave them a convenient excuse. I think because otherwise you're telling me what that that Florida State is the three and who's the four? Already, I I think it's still I I've come to the conclusion because I've become so cynical over the last forty eight hours that I think Jordan Travis being hurt was just the excuse they needed. To uh to to make it a reality and get the SEC in because they couldn't they couldn't justify it otherwise but they would have found a, a reason I don't know what but because remember the narrative started before Jordan Travis got hurt mm. it started after the Miami game man he was having to answer questions then Boo Corrigan was like no no remember that that last score that Miami had was just you know bad safety play and he's that like they a, got dudes on the field they got dudes on that yeah. roster yeah but ESPN was already starting then to, uh, you know, pound pound the drum for the SEC getting in with one loss. If Alabama beats Georgia, if Alabama beats Georgia, if Alabama beats Georgia, over and over and over again. Well, that was I before do, Auburn. They were starting to look like they hit their stride, though. But I'm sorry, carry on. Yeah, but, I mean, again, but Auburn happened and it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't happen. They don't care. It, it, it does not matter. Um, they all They lost the game. South Florida happened. Arkansas happened. Like they had many games this year where they didn't play that well. It certainly looked didn't look like a uh, a typical Alabama team, but they were not going to get left out after they beat Georgia. So I think I think the same conversation would have been being had with Jordan Travis. It would have been harder to explain, but I am so cynical now about what happened in that room that I think no matter what, Florida State was out, and it, they just got an excuse that uh, you know. That they, they there was just, now look I if if they had gone and beaten Louisville fifty to six yeah maybe yeah. but when the the offense wasn't doing that even with Jordan Travis there the last few games yeah that that's so, the that's the tricky part I, I think if Jordan's healthy and Georgia wins he Florida State is in because yes, I, I absolutely I think you beat probably because if you have Jordan you beat Florida you probably put close to thirty on Florida and you yep. probably put close to thirty on Louisville. So in that case, Georgia wins. All the undefeated teams are in piece of cake. I think maybe I think even in that situation, maybe Alabama does get left out too. But it's harder but to wrap they, your head around that because I really do think that they won an SEC team in for sure. Like the SEC champion was going to get in. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it couldn't have happened if Alabama beat Georgia that Florida State gets in because I think more than anything they had to have an SEC champ. They just had to. So. Whoever won that game on Saturday was going to be in. Um, 
I that's just the opinion I've come to now. I disagree with Jeff and Tom or Jeff and Ira because I heard them talking on uh, Jeff's show on Monday. They think that uh, Florida State would have been behind Texas uh, even if Georgia had won. Uh, I don't no, think so. Yeah, I, don't I, think so. I, I think Texas got in because Alabama had to get in. I think the committee would have loved life if Georgia had won. Um, so anyway, what, what are you going to do? I don't know, that is a good question, Corey. What are you going to do? Do, do you boycott the game? Um, do you support your state senator? Not your state senator, your, your United States senator. Yeah. Uh, who apparently is pushing for transparency, which you know, all this is going to be a little bit too little too late because, again, it's going to 12 teams and there's nothing that can happen between now and whenever to, to somehow fix this wrong. So, um, you know, do we just do we just accept our station in life here that even with a 12 team playoff, it's still going to be the same thing almost like you're going to have to be undefeated. Yeah. To make the playoff in this conference. In this yeah, conference. You're going yeah. to have to win your conference, right? Because conference champs are going to go. Yeah. So, however, you have to win your conference. If you win your conference, you give yourself a chance. So at least that's, um, you know, more equitable. Like you, you do have a chance. Everybody starts the season with a chance. Clearly, no matter what Florida State did these last two weeks, it didn't matter. We didn't know that at the time. It didn't matter. They could have lost to Florida or beat Florida. Uh, Trey Benson running all over Florida there at the end. Tate Rodemaker coming back into the game. None of that mattered. Didn't have to matter uh, because. You know, it, it just didn't. They were essentially – they became exhibition games. Um, and I saw that, you know, Heather Dinich wrote the story that I don't believe um, talking to an unnamed committee member because why would you put your name on it? You know, wh why? Why would any of these people actually come out and explain their thought process? Looking at you, Jim Grobe. <laughs> Didn't know you were on it, but thanks a lot, dude. Florida State gave you a career. They gave you that 30 to nothing win. In, uh, in Doak in 2006, gave you an ACC championship, and this is how you repay him. But w w this unnamed committee member was like, he was saying as they watched the game on Saturday night, they're talking amongst themselves like, wow, are we really, holy blank, he said the S word. Are we really going to have to do this? Oh, he was the one that said that? Oh, I don't know if it was Jim Grove because oh, it was unnamed. Right. I'm, right. I, I'm oh, assuming gotcha. it's a he. There's a woman on gotcha. there, but odds are uh, 12 of them are uh, men. That, that the the unnamed committee member was like, wow, are we really going to have to do this? Are we really going to have to keep Florida State out? Um, because, and the, the ellipses there is because of how their, back, their third string quarterback looks, like they're going to keep Florida State out because of the way Brock Glenn played on Saturday. When Brock Glenn would not play in the playoff game, what sense does that make? But whatever. So were they watching the Florida game the same way? Yeah, like, maybe did they, they thought watch... Kate wasn't enough in that game either. But they didn't say that. They're like, we're watching this team on, and they're struggling to get a first down, and we're like, oh man, they're not. Can they win a national championship? We can't put them in the. We can't put them in. Meanwhile, of course, Cincinnati had. They they could have won the national championship. That was it. Was crazy. Alabama beat them. Um, so that, and I don't believe that even happened. I don't believe there was even a discussion. I think it was known before that game, unless Florida State scores fifty. And Brock Glenn looks like John Elway. <laughs> There's no way we're put, we're taking Florida State over Alabama that just beat Georgia by a field goal. Do you think there's Do you think there's oh. actual honest? Do you think there's honest, earnest conversations no. among the twelve people, or was this they got a phone call, kind of like, "Hey, idiots, so this is what's here's, happening." Thank here's you. what bothers me about it. We didn't talk about it yesterday. And look, guys, it's the topic du jour, topic de week. 
No, people want this. People are upset. They're like, you guys missed the boat on the corruption aspect of this whole so, travesty. Yeah, I think it, here's what here's where I knew Saturday because I was leaving the hotel. Actually, with Z Chan, I was sitting in the hotel lobby watching Ooh. it with Z Chan. Um, and when when Greg McElroy <laughs> said, "I think it's got to be Alabama. I think Florida State. It's just a different team without their quarterback." And I think you've got to go with the four best, and the four best is Alabama and not Florida State. Right then, I'm like, uh-oh. Because McElroy was one of the dudes that four days prior was one of the ones arguing, along with Booger McFarlane, talking about how, man, if they win, they're in. You can't dismiss winning. If they win with a third-string quarterback or a backup quarterback, they're in. And then 20 minutes before the vote is revealed, all of a sudden he's saying, no, no, no. You got to go with Alabama. So who got to him? Herb Street had been Herb Street had been on that banging that drum for a month. Uh, Orlovsky, the week before was like, or before the Florida game, he's like, look, if Florida State wins out, they're in. And then on Monday he's saying the committee got it right, and on Sunday he's saying the committee got it right. Yeah. The only people on the entire ESPN network of shows that doesn't include the ACC network. By the way, shout out to Andrew Adelson. David Hale, especially Adelson, though I saw her twice because I was I could not bear to watch the ESPN on Monday, so I watched the ACC and she had a couple of hits from Tallahassee and was just flabbergasted like we all were and really mad, like genuinely mad. So was David Hale, like genuinely mad that Florida State got left out. But anyway, it was Booger McFarland and it was Dan Mullen. Those Desmond, are the I think Desmond Howard, but not on the show you're talking about. I think Desmond Howard's been pretty steadfast in Florida State's corner as well, but sorry. Karen, he just wanted to play Tate Rodemaker instead <laughs> of Alabama. I get it, Des. But uh but yeah, so that's what that's where that's what bothers the most people, I think. Is it the is it the is it ESPN guessing all these talking heads guessing what the committee will do? Or is or is the ESPN basically telling the committee what to do? That's where you wonder. Herb Street's voice matters. And for three hours, three and a half hours on Saturday night, thankfully I didn't have to listen to the game, it was as if ESPN was making the argument against Florida State as they're broadcasting the Florida State championship game. And so it feels like that was just the push all along. And when that show started at noon, McElroy said what he said. When they lined up the resumes, they had Florida State last. I was like, yep, they already know what's happening. They are, they're trying to get ahead of it. And it reminded me, Aslan, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this kind of scandal that happened around the Iraq war where, uh, I can't remember who the wrote the The first or the second one? The second one, the one in 2003. Yeah. Um, where all, it, it was found out that all these general ex-military men, retired officers that had been paid by CNN and Fox and MSNBC for years to come on and talk about policies were given talking points by the administration, right. and what to say to, con- to to convince people that war was the right thing. Right. Obviously, folks, you know who I am. You know I'm not comparing something as serious to, as that to stupid college football. But but kind of. But the kinda. comparison is the yeah, tail is wagging the dog. Right, yeah. Like, who's giving the orders to who? And that's where it felt like. You know, that's why Rick Scott is wanting to see Tex. I don't know if uh, hopefully these people aren't dumb enough to text each other. Hey, we can't. You're not putting FSU in, right? Sankey text to Boo Corrigan. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're dumb enough to do something like that. But 
There's That's phone why records or phone records are like there would be right, phone yeah. calls. Why are you talking to him? Well, yeah, yeah, why do you have Sankey's number? So yeah. I don't even know if they could even subpoena something like that or make that a reality. But I do remember that becoming a story because they're supposed to be independent arbiters. They're supposed to be on there telling you their opinions of who should be in the playoff and who shouldn't. Not being dictated to. Mm. And you just lose all credibility when – Something like this happens, and I'm I'm interested, man. I'm interested. Like, say Florida State is good again next year, and Clemson is good. By the way, Dabo's on board, baby. I think the portal's open. He's firing coaches. Dabo's on board with modern college football. Mm. What if Clemson comes to Florida State and College Game Day wants to be there next year? What's that scene going to be like? Well, people are talking about Joe Tess is supposed to be in town today to talk to the Tallahassee quarterback club, and people are floating around some – aggressive ideas so yeah I can't imagine like Herbie being here in game day yeah because they've never been disliked like they're because these people feel um you know there's real vitriol violated is too strong a word but they feel real anger because it felt like Florida State was a pawn and these people had talking points and for for the last two weeks They've been used as a skate, you know. They've been used as a reason for Alabama or the SEC to get in, and it's never been, "Hey, man, isn't this incredible?" What Florida State, not only what Florida State's doing with a backup quarterback, man, look where this program is after what they went through for three or four years. That was never brought up. This is a feel-good story. I know Florida State isn't TCU; they're a blue blood, but four years ago they were a no blood. They were awful. And they've come back from those depths, and it is a feel-good story, except ESPN made them the villain. It's like, you don't want Florida State in. They, they don't have Jordan Travis. And that's what I think bothers people the most, is this was such a special team that it accomplished so much and done things the right way with a pretty special dude leading it, at quarterback and then also the head coach, obviously. And, it, and they feel like they were just robbed. And it, it was because ESPN didn't want them on. That's what people think. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe the committee is completely on the up and up, and they don't and they don't watch ESPN, and they're not dictated to by Sankey or Herb Street or Fowler or Reese Davis or whoever. I don't believe that, but maybe that's true. But it sure looks like they are when Orlovsky two weeks ago was saying if they're win, they're in. They deserve to be in. Then all of a sudden he completely changes his tune. So does Greg McElroy, who has talked nonstop glowingly about Mike Norvell for years. And even said four days ago, if they win, they should be in. And then on Sunday, what changed, man? So that's where people get dubious. And that's where people get cynical and think that there was an edict to all these ESPN personalities. And Booger just tore it up in their face and said, screw y'all. Y'all fired me from Monday Night Football. I don't care if I piss y'all off. And said what he was going to say. But everybody else fell in line. Everybody else fell in line. And it was, uh, you know, it's people's lives at stake, man. Like, th- these are real things. Like, Keon Coleman's probably never going to play another college football game. Yeah. Jared Verse probably isn't. We'll talk about this later in the week and the month, I'm sure. But th- those guys did everything they were supposed to do to give themselves a chance to win. You think about all the people we know that travel all over the country to come watch this team play. All the people that were there in Charlotte, not just at the event, but at the game. And for what? For what amounted to an exhibition game that didn't matter. Yeah. So, cool. And – People blame ESPN for that. Rightly or wrongly, I think they're absolutely, at least partially to blame. They blame ESPN for that. And it's just weird that they changed their tunes like they did. Mm. Vibeenergy.com. 
is really good and it really works. But maybe some things can't even be overcome with vitamins and nutrients and antioxidants. But give it a shot. Shake it and take it. The Mood Plus, part of the Vitamin Energy Plus products. Buy one, get one free when you use the promo code WarchantBogo. That's WarChant B-O-G-O over at VitaminEnergy.com. It's the world's first and only clinically proven energy shot. So there's science backing up this whole thing. No sugar crashes because there's no sugar in there. 260 milligrams of all-natural caffeine. Nothing else in there that's going to make the heart go all berserk. It's just caffeine. Take maybe half the bottle, though, if you're not that big in energy drinks. But take half of a shot. You'll feel it. Make your day a little bit better, I think. Again, promo code WordChampBogo, B-O-G-O, VitaminEnergy.com. Shake it and take it. Energy with benefits. What it, what, it, would you think – here's what I think. I was just thinking about this while you were while we were talking about – or you were talking about vitamin energy. I don't know that I would be so angry if Tate was out for the rest of the year. I was going to say that they changed their tune – after they saw a pretty dismal offensive display. And again, I know that Brock Glenn was not going to be your quarterback, but maybe they had false information, didn't realize that Tate was concussed. Like maybe they thought that someone else was right, but that's that's derelict on their part to not know the well, injury yes, involved with the correct. quarterback. Again, that's why I think it was uh I, I think it was just an excuse. They were looking for an excuse. You're telling me that if Rodemaker had, you know, like I said, threw twenty was twenty out of twenty seven for two forty against Florida, they 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 would have put Florida State in. Uh, I mean, it's just not – It's it wouldn't have happened. But, look, I'm not trying to – with a month, it would have been better. But I get it. I, I legitimately do get it. I, I can be honest here and tell folks, if Brock Glenn was going to start against the University of Michigan, save your money. Don't go out to California. That will not end well. They cannot win that game. Because Michigan is better than Louisville, and you put up one touchdown against Louisville. And he is just not quite ready yet. And I, is that fair? No. Is that – I hope that's not controversial. I just I, – I would understand it more. I would at least understand it if Brock Glenn was going to be the starting quarterback. Because then at that point, it really is – you could say, look, they're on their third-string quarterback. Are they going to beat Michigan and then Alabama or Texas or whoever on, with the third-string quarterback? Yes, they've earned it. But in the spirit of competition, that's not going to be a competition. I still would disagree with it, but it would at least be understandable. Watching Tate Rodemaker play seven quarters, and four of them he played pretty well, and he won at the swamp, and then making a, a, a decision that he couldn't lead this team to a win in a playoff game against Michigan is absurd. But... Again, I don't even know if that was the reason they kept him out. In fact, I don't think it was. But would you agree with that, too? Like, if Brock Glenn was definitely the starter, you'd be like, ah, guys, it sucks, it's not fair, but you kind of get it with the way that offense looked on Saturday night? I don't know, no. I, I still think people would be like, we deserve the opportunity. Like, don't take away the opportunity. No, I'm asking, you. Well, I'm asking you. Oh, me personally? I mean, I'm I'm at I don't want to say I'm at peace with it, but like I get it, man. I just do. You know, I, I was fearful of this for the last two weeks, maybe because I watched too much ESPN. They got to me, everybody. I'm sorry. I just I never thought they were going to leave the SEC out. Like, we don't know how this is going to end, everybody. 
Like that surprised us that the SEC has favoritism and by the ESPN yeah. programming or family of networks. Man, they spent three billion dollars, three billion with a B, to get the inventory away from CBS Sports so they can have all of the SEC football yeah. games. You think they're going to roll out a playoff and not have their team in it? Especially the last one where it's their only – like, of course there's going to be four SEC teams in every playoff from here on out. This was the last one where there could have been zero. Yeah. And God yeah. love them. You know, but Danny Cannell had a lot of fun in 2014 or 2013. There was a year where he tweeted something about, oh, let's look at live programming now on, e on uh, SEC Network. And it was a bunch of colored bars, like pretending that they were off air because I guess they, they, they were maybe – in. They didn't, they didn't make the final. It was 2014 when Alabama didn't make the national title game and ended up being Oregon Oregon and Ohio right. State. And, like, you know, Rosillo would bring it up. He's like, hey, man, like, you know, do you think that factored into you getting laid off a few years later? And he's like, yeah, probably. He's like, a lot of people weren't happy about that. And they have fun with it. And it's, it's a good-natured kind of, you know, ribbing they give each other over. But, like, yeah, like, even Danny, who was, like, a, an important part of, like, some of the programming they had on over at ESPN, like, he got into a whole bunch of crap. He got into a whole bunch of hot water for, like, poking fun at the SEC. Like, that's right. how, you know, lockstep the SEC and the ESPN are. And, and I know people are like, well, Aslan, well, how come you don't believe, uh, uh, you know, you, you roll your eyes when we say ESCPN -E or whatever they, they call it. I'm like, I, I get it, man. I, I get it. But it just, I, I've also kind of surrendered to it as well, I guess, over the years. It just, you know what's going to end. It is, and it's it's just what's so frustrating about it, and there's many things. It's like you don't – when you watch the NFL shows, you don't see Bradshaw and Strahan talking up how great the NFC is. <laughs> right, yeah. And how the NFC belongs. The NFC should have two teams in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> right. Like, they, you don't see that. They just enjoy the games for what they are. There's not politicking. And it just seems like it's turned in to, uh, you know – it's so it, partisan, it's, dude. It's 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 on the level of politics. It really it is. It absolutely yeah. is. It reminds me of those CNN desks on election night when there's 12 people there. Right. But all 12 are telling you that FSU doesn't belong. There's not they don't they don't all have a different viewpoint. They all have the same viewpoint except for Booger. Uh Booger should be speaking to the Tallahassee Quarterback Club. Yeah, it's that's going to be tough for Tess. Now, if you guys go to I don't even know what the details are there if he's coming or not or what happened, but or when it is you know, don't be don't don't be physically attacking the guy or anything, guys. Keep your keep your cool. But yeah, he he's uh you know he's culpable too. They all are. Um, and it it because they don't they don't understand what it looks like to people that care as much as we do, to just completely dismiss what a great season is in favor of what might not be a great game on January first. But Tate Rodemaker is a could be a good quarterback. We have no idea, and neither do you. And it's crazy to think because Brock Glenn didn't play well against Louisville that Tate Rodemaker can't beat Michigan. What asinine sense does that make? So, yeah, but, but yeah, when it, when it comes to the SEC, this just is what it is. And I know Tom and Jeff have talked a lot about you need to get out of this conference. We know that. We understand that. Even still, this was an, this was an embarrassment, and it was a mockery. And I just can't get over like even Todd McShay. I retweeted him. I know, I saw you because he's like I'm he, gutted. He's, he was gutted. He goes, I'm gutted. gutted I'm gutted for these players and these coaches. I feel sick to my stomach. But the committee made the right decision based on all the circumstances. I'm like yeah, man, sure they did. I, when you feel gutted and sick to your stomach about a decision that was made, probably might not have been the right one. You know, would you? And that's the thing. Would you have felt gutted if Alabama didn't make it? <laughs> 
Would anybody be, would there be any outrage at all? No, none. But it doesn't matter. The committee was going to do what the, the committee was going to do. We'll never know if they get in with Jordan Travis. I think, here's what I wonder, Aslan. Say Auburn beats Alabama like it should have. Thanks a lot, Gus or Hugh, yeah, whoever he, your coach is now, your bespectacled coach. Can't call it 34th and 31 defense. Even if Auburn wins that game yeah. and then Alabama wins this Saturday, so Georgia loses the SEC championship. Georgia Georgia's in. in the Georgia's in the playoffs. I don't know. It would have been if they lost to a two-loss Alabama team. I think I might have been a little bridge too far. It's one loss, and they were number one all year. Yeah. I mean, there is a chance, man, right? There is a chance. Right, uh, but then I think Texas, the but then Texas is out of the picture then, I think, at that point. You know? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Texas gets in, but Georgia stays in because they have to have an SEC team. Now, Georgia and Texas would have played one common opponent, and Texas beat that common opponent, but – Still, Georgia would get in because the SEC was going to get in regardless. And that's kind of the conclusion I came to. Um, I don't think Jordan Travis would have been an absolute certainty that they get in unless, like I said, they they won 40-6, to which they could have the way that defense played. But what's so cool about the way this team ended, this season ended, was that I don't know if the defense plays that well if Jordan Travis is a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's so great about what we saw, in my opinion. It shouldn't matter. Adam Fuller says it shouldn't matter. But they raised their level of play to an unbelievable level because they had to. They they could not complete a forward pass. Their quarterback was throwing it to the other team or just running out of bounds for sacks. The, the passing game was non-existent. They knew for them to win that game, they would have to take over the game. Maybe they don't play quite as well if they know 13's on the other sideline and they, they only have to hold the team to 20 points. Yeah. You know, I, I that's what should have been celebrated is when it when, when things were up against this team and they could not move the ball really for the first time all season, this defense went and won in the game and got them into the playoff because that's what a team does, but not this year. Yeah, you know, last thing for today on this, I'll, and I'll let you, you rebutton, add whatever you'd like, Corey, but I just wonder if everyone's talking about chaos. You know, chaos is going to happen, and we don't know how it's going to look, but, you know, chaos. We root, Everyone's rooting for chaos. Chaos is when an SEC team might be left out. Yeah. Um, That's chaos. Like, I just think, and maybe this is me being naive and, and being devil's advocate and, and not hating ESPN to the proper level I should, I just think everything that happened was the chaos scenario for Florida State to get left out. Like, you know, if Oklahoma State beats Texas, Florida State's probably in still. You know, maybe even if Oregon were to beat Washington, you know, and then you have a bunch of one-loss teams. There's too many one-loss teams to parse. Maybe at that point, then you 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 have a premium on undefeated teams, you know. Obviously, if Florida State has their quarterback, that affects the calculus of this all. But, you know, Maybe just in a weird way, you know, chaos for one team is not the same as it would be for another team to get into this. It just, it feels like, you know, maybe this is me just trying to explain it to myself and rationalize it so I don't feel like the world is out to get us. And I don't think a lot of people are saying that. They just feel that there's a plausible scenario here where power brokers from one conference are able to put their finger on the scale and, and tilt things in their favor. But, you know, that Saturday, man, there were so many scenarios that could have happened. And all the ones that broke to get Florida State left out of the playoffs seemingly happened, I think. And that's, you know, and that almost makes it feel even that much worse, kind of, if, if it happened that. You know, you had that sort of terrible luck for everything to fall in line for you to somehow end up 13-0 and get left out of this thing. 
Yeah, and somehow you're you end up between Georgia and Alabama. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, won't, I won't get started on that. But yeah, man, I don't like what was the chaos? You had five conference champions, like you always do. Three of them were undefeated. That seems really unchaotic. That seems like okay. Well, you got the three. Now you got to figure out who the la- who the fourth one is. Is it a team from a somebody that lost in a conference championship game? Is it a two loss conference champion? That's where the chaos comes from. Well, the thing I think Texas like needed chaos to happen, but not to your point. Like, but what chaos? Happened? I know, but Georgia I'm saying, like, losing. It's like an inverted an inverted explanation of this. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy stuff had to happen for Texas to get in, but nothing crazy happened. And they still somehow got in. Like Florida right, State, that's what's, Florida right. State felt like we don't want anything crazy to happen. Like just let everybody hold serve, and we'll be okay. And most everybody did hold serve, and you somehow got left out, which feels bizarre. At your number four, you go down a spot. T- two teams jump up four spots. Texas jumps up three, four spots for being for a, team, wor- a team lower with, ranked that, than that was lower four. ranked than the one you beat. More impressively, though, but. With, but not with their third string quarterback, right, although right, their right. third string quarterback is a Manning. But but right, 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 not right. with the third string quarterback. So I don't know, man. Like I, I think Florida State with Jordan Travis would beat Oklahoma State by forty points. I don't think that's saying anything crazy. Uh, I think Florida State's the best defense Oklahoma State would have played. Yeah, but that goes the best back defense Michigan would have played. But that goes back to Florida State has Jordan Travis there in, you know? No, I. But that's what I'm saying. I don't. I'm just saying that that was. I was just made. I was talking specifically about Texas, Oklahoma State. I think Florida State would have boat raced Oklahoma State too, just like Texas did. With, uh, and, okay. and Texas is good. No, no. I'm saying with with Jordan Travis, okay, correct? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so it, I, that's what's so confusing is Texas didn't even do much. They beat a they beat an okay Oklahoma State team that got pounded by UCF and got pounded by South Alabama and had some good wins in the middle. But clearly weren't the same team there at the end of the year. Barely beat, uh, I think, Houston or BYU or somebody really bad the week before. They weren't very BYU. good. Yeah, BYU. And they get a four. They go up higher than anybody's ever jumped in the final week. They jump higher than anybody ever has in the history of the playoff. From Nobody outside of six had ever gone up. They go from eight to three. Or, sorry, seven to three for beating Oklahoma State. And Florida State drops out by beating a higher-ranked team with a third-string quarterback. The fix was in, man. There's nothing they could have done on Saturday. There's nothing they could have done. And it just that that just kind of that's not what this sport is supposed to be about. Um, and now we now we look forward to it is portal season. That is exciting. Um, there should be some guy. I am I'm curious, Aslan. I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I know we'll talk about it on headlines. Uh, later today, too. Ooh, we got the first crack at this. I'm excited. Yeah. Carry on. So I know that they've had, I think the update is like 2,000 new members have signed up to the Battles Inn, maybe 3,000. It keeps getting updated on Twitter. And this is as we're talking on Monday night. Um, you know, I wonder if this is like a all hands on deck, screw all y'all for this season as we wait for this great recruiting class to matriculate and get bigger and better and older all hands on deck we are going to put together a motherload of a football team the death star thing somebody to, tweeted to <laughs> screw all of y'all look man i don't I, I what what bothers me the most about the louisville game is that i just wanted to see tate in another game i because you have to know what you have at quarterback 
clearly what you saw on Saturday night didn't fill you with a lot of hope that Brock Glenn is the guy next year. And I'm not saying he can't be because that was a it was an impossible situation he was thrown into as a third-string quarterback who had been hurt for most of the year and hadn't got many reps at all, certainly not reps with the ones. And that was a – they you know, I get it. I'm not giving up on that kid. I'm not giving up on him being the starter in 2024. But you don't know what you have there. And because he got concussed, you don't know what you have in Rodemaker. And I don't think this game against Georgia is going to prove anything to anyone. Because it's who knows what that game's going to be like, or who he's going to be throwing to or blocking for him. So, do you go is do you go get one of the big boy quarterbacks? Yes. Do you go get nine or ten surefire all conference type players and bring them in? It's the hurt feeling season. You feel bad for the kids that you've been developing, but this is a pivotal year and it's an fu year to everyone in the sport for what happened. And when you're when you're getting all your ducks in a row, you don't do it to go eight and four, and maybe challenge for a tw- the the number twelve playoff seed. When you're after something like this, it either makes you or breaks you. And I think it is filled. It's like uh, again, I'm I'm all with the Great War analogies. It's like when they bombed Pearl Harbor, but didn't oh, di- didn't. Uh, I, I'm doing that out of out of coach speak lore. Okay. Um, when the uh, I can't remember who said it. The Japanese captain. I'm I'm horrible with names. When they came back from bombing Pearl Harbor, he basically just said, "All I do, all I fear is we filled a, a sleeping giant, awoke a sleeping giant, and filled him with great resolve." Mm. And there is a chance that this bullshit get the bleep out again, Aslan. Daddy's fired up. That what happened this weekend fills this fan base and this this administration and this entire endeavor of Florida State football. It awake it awakens it and fills it with great resolve, and they might be bringing the mother load of a transfer portal class into Tallahassee, and saying, you know what, we're not having a quote unquote rebuilding year where we're cool winning eight or nine games because we lost so much talent. No, we're bringing in more talent than we had last year, and we're going to try to win the whole damn thing. Good luck, good luck. You can't keep us out next year, and we'll show you what Florida State football is all about. I think there's a chance. That's what's happening over the next two weeks, man. I, that, was say you, that was a lot, man. I was going to say, are you wearing your Winky jersey or are you wearing your uh, Terrell Buckley jersey giving us that speech, coach? I wear uh, my Dion jersey. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just feel like it's hard to top like what they built this past year. I just hope – I, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, go above and beyond. This is an FU season. Like, just fully embrace just, you know, th- this hate. Use it to, to – power you uh, for the next you know 10 months i just that's a long time to hold this kind of grudge but not that no I, go I'm, talking about, soon. I'm talking about powering you for the next 10 days right when all these guys are signing and committing to, to universities that are big time players hindering the portal that's what i'm not talking about for the next 10 months i'm literally talking about the next two weeks like yeah. get this roster ready to be as loaded as it was this year because there, there, prob- there might not be another Jared Burse in the, in the, in the portal. There might be. I know the number one player in the entire class two years ago from A and M is in the portal. Oh yeah, Walter Nolan. Yeah. I know Cameron Ward is a pretty darn good quarterback. He's in the portal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the portal. There's a lot of good everything in the portal, and this is such a galvanizing moment for this fan base, and for this football program that I think there is a chance that maybe they went into this weekend thinking 
we're going to, you know, we got this great class coming in. We got to retain some dudes on the team to keep them happy. Uh, We'll bring in maybe four, five, six portal guys that can help us just fill some spots. And maybe they go, you know what? Nope. We're bringing in an entire starting defense. Because, look, man, you're losing Bethune. You're losing Deloach. You're losing Akeem Dent. You're losing Burst. You're losing Fisk. uh, You're losing Lovett. You're losing maybe Renardo Green. I think Renardo Green's a senior, right? He was 2019, yeah. You're losing a lot. There's a lot of good players you can go get where you won't feel like – you won't feel um, the the deficit that I think you might have thought going into last week. I, I you know I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. I'm not Ingram Smith. I have no idea where the how much money they're getting and how much money they have to spend and who they're even looking at. But I I, I would be I think it would be foolish to not think that this is playing a major role. That's why they keep updating the numbers and telling us how many thousands have given to the battle's end because this was a rallying cry. This was a war cry. A yawp. Like, yeah, it's a barbaric yawp. Like, don't let them do this to you. You don't let th- – this won't – because what I think there's a fear that when is Florida State going to have a team quite like this again? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I get that, and I understand that. You have you a Keon, Johnny, Trey, a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, a very experienced offensive line, a first-round pick at defensive end, Fabian Lovett, Bethune, Deloach, all these guys that are just uniquely good football players are very experienced. When are you going to have another group like this? Well – you know, there, there's no rule. There's there's money that's involved, but there's no rule that says you can't have as good a roster next season. So we'll see we'll see where it goes. But I was I've been thinking about that over the course of the day as those those battle end numbers keep rolling on. It's like man, they're they're bringing some they're bringing some weaponry to the uh, to the party now. Let's see what they what they come home with in the next two weeks because it could be they don't need to take a step back this year, man. After this. Like mm. even eight and four, nine and three. That's I don't. You don't need that after this debacle. Yeah. Get yourself right back in the playoff. After being shunned and snubbed, get yourself right back in the playoff. I don't think you can do that unless you make some really big um, signings in the portal. But man, again, it's got to be it's got to be the right fit, though. I mean, right? You know, I, I'm I'm not being facetious here. Like I mean, they, they were so, yes. you know steadfast about we're not just going to get you know we're going to get guys that can help us but they've got to fit and you know that's the thing you're losing all these guys it's like that's that's tough to you know try to find 10 other guys that are going to fit perfectly so I, I maybe that that becomes dangerous to try to do that but I trust Norvell to to stick to his guns and, and not let this affect him in a negative way but I'm sure at some point this is going to he's going to carry this with him for more than 10 days uh, maybe what we can do is take the new money that's being rolled into Battle's End for payroll, and we can just do a big parlay over at mybookie.ag and then have enough money to pay the exit fee and maybe mm. some of the grant of rights. So let us begin. Army taking on Navy, everybody, over at mybookie.ag, where the promo code is WARCHANT. Gets you an instant cash deposit bonus. Uh, the Black Knights giving two to the middies. 28 points, the over-under. Wow, so, it's Iowa. Mm. It's an Iowa over-under. We'd have to com- combine those. Michigan and Alabama, that's still a one-and-a-half-point spread. Um, let's see here. There's a lot going on. I think Florida State, yeah, let's let's, let's see. The Florida State line, probably not going to like it, everybody, but we'll make it part of our mega parlay that we're going to fictitiously create here. 14, 45-and-a-half the total on that. Yeah, I don't even know how they have a line yet. Well, like, because you don't know who's going to play. The problem is, 
you know a lot of Florida State guys are probably going to opt out. I think Georgia guys will have some too, but Georgia has a little more depth. So I, I understand that line for right now, not knowing exactly who will be in or out. All right, maybe we'll wait on making our parlay. But y'all can do your own parlays. It is the bowl season. It's always betting season at mybucky.ag. Use that promo code WordChamp for your instant cash deposit bonus. Live betting, live casino, futures, it's all there. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere over at mybucky.ag. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. We used to talk about the Heisman race, Corey. Remember we used to talk about the Heisman race on this Mm, show? Yeah, yep. They announced the finalists. Jordan Travis not on it, which I was expecting, but I think a lot of people are upset about that, too. Maybe that's some, like, uh, tongue-in-cheek stuff about Florida State being left out of the playoff because they lost Jordan Travis. Can I admit something to you? Because I vote for the Heisman. I did not – you get three votes. I did not have Jordan Travis as one of my top three. I thought you're not allowed to talk about who you vote for. I'm not allowed to say who I – Oh, I can say who right. I didn't vote for. I right, just can't right. say who I did vote for or what order. Why would you um, admit this? Everybody was on your side for like the last 40 minutes. And now you're because gonna... my point – well, look, man. He, I mean, did he, does he deserve it over I, – I, no. I mean, he had a really good season. I don't think he was the third. I mean, I'm just being honest. I am only am who I am. You guys know I'm a – I might be the biggest Jordan Travis fan you've ever met. Um, but after what happened Sunday, I was upset that I, I turned in my ballot Saturday night. Because legitimately, if I had waited till Sunday to turn in my ballot, Jordan Travis would have been my first place vote. Mm. Just as an FU to all y'all folks. He's apparently the most valuable player in the country. There's not another player in the country, I don't think, that if the, and I'm talking about the four teams that are left, that if he, if J.J. McCarthy wasn't playing for Michigan, they'd still be the number one, the number one seed. Mm. They'd still be the number one seed. If, if Penix wasn't playing, Washington'd still be in. I can promise no. you Alabama would still be in. Yeah, they're undefeated. Yeah, they'd still be in. Well, so they beat Florida Oregon State. twice. I think they I think they got the Florida State trim. It's Washington. It's not Georgia. They would have got shafted. If Florida State got shafted for not having their quarterback, I think Washington gets shafted. I think Oregon hey, would have got That's assuming that they really got shafted for not having the quarterback, which I don't think they did. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so I would have voted Jordan Travis number one for Heisman. But, no, I mean, there's, there's, there's some very good um, – players out there that I you know there's three good players that, that I voted for it's Daniels Marvin Harrison Jr. Jaden Daniels from LSU Marvin yep. Harrison Jr. from Ohio State wide receiver Bo Nix quarterback from Oregon and Michael Penix Jr. quarterback from Washington um, yeah. so three of the four transfers so yeah that's the that's the world that we live in everybody um, how about the bowl game 14 point spread I don't have a pulse on what's going on over in Athens and who's opting out and you know is entering the portal, things of that nature. But um, seemingly, Keon, his goodbye on Instagram kind of felt like, well, yeah, I'm not playing in this game, so goodbye, everybody. Johnny's felt very similar to that, um, as did Jaheem's. Mm. Um, so I, I was totally wrong. All day Monday, I'm telling my friends. And like, and I get it. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm like, if, if I were Jared Verse, like if I was his family, I'd be like, you're not playing in this game, baby. Like, We've got, you know, we've got things to get done here. Uh, but I'm like, I really think these guys have fully bought into all the, 
you know, the team building, the the B and the climb, the brotherhood aspect of this. That I'm like, they're going to play. I'm like, I didn't think Keon. Like, Keon, to me, I'm like, I can see him leaving. But it felt like a guy like Johnny, who's been here two years. Jared's been here for two years, which, again, Jared hasn't said anything one way or the other. But I'm like, I think most of these guys are going to play. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Jaheim's another guy. Only been here for a year, so that shouldn't catch us by surprise. But Johnny, to me, was a bit of a surprise. Again, not official, but I'm sorry. I think when you this far out from a game... And I know maybe they're hurt, but like, why would you say goodbye if yeah. you plan on playing? You know? Look, but I, I think I, I, I've always thought, especially when they got left out. I mean, obviously they'd still be playing if they're in the playoff. Right. Um, yeah, man. What? No. Nope. College football doesn't deserve it. Hmm. They've done enough for Florida State, guys. I, I know that we have our ups, we have our gripes with the current bowl situation and how so many players opt out. When we all grew up, they didn't, but now it's become a thing. But are you telling me that if Jared Burst was your son, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the people listening, um, you would want him to go play in a meaningless exhibition game after his whole team just got screwed after winning all their games? Like, apparently, they just played 13 meaningless games. So why go play a 14th? I think it's got to be – it would be incredibly hard to get somebody like Burst, Fisk, um, like you said, Jaheim, Johnny, Keon – name other guys that are draftable, to go practice for another 13 days and then go risk potentially millions of dollars to play in an exhibition game, essentially a glorified spring game against Georgia. That means nothing. It just would be too hard, man. It's just – it's 2023. It's that, that's not – to me, that's not feasible. Um, so that's why I think you've seen the last of all those guys. And it's cool that, in my opinion – Jared Verse and Brayden Fist, our last images of them on a football field is them wrecking an entire offense. Bullware and Wilson. Hey, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Fabian Lovett. I mean, in these guys, you know, Keon's been dealing with some stuff um, injury-wise. He's, just not, he's not been 100% for a while. It all makes Jaheim. Right. It all makes sense, man. You don't wow, – you, you got to get, get ready. This is their career, and it's a, it's a small window. And you wouldn't want to – and they just saw their – their best player have his career put in jeopardy and his leg snapped in half. So they have a better understanding than all of, most everybody in the country about how quickly things can change. And they did it against North Alabama. So against, yeah, I just, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a, um, that whole game is just going to be a debacle. It's just, it's just so stupid. I, it's just a stupid game. I don't, Daryl Jackson's I, back though. Right. I don't think that Norvell can even sell it to the team. Like, you got to finish. We finish. Maybe he can, but I think that's just asking too much for these players. They they did everything you asked them to do, and they still got left out. So it's gonna it's got to be impossibly hard to get these kind of guys, not the young guys that are trying to earn their spots, but these other guys to go out there and lay it on the line one more time. They did it for 13 straight weeks. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care how that game goes, and I do not – think it will go well um this is a 13 and 0 undefeated football team that is a spring game that's happening on december 30th but hey get your tickets south florida's sunny it's a nice time of year but that it wait a little while i think the ticket prices will plummet uh because i don't think there's a lot of georgia fans excited about this game either um that is they are a 13 and 0 undefeated football team that is a spring game that's going to happen in uh in miami gardens on december 30th it will be tricky to see it's going to be tricky, I think, for Norvell to navigate that because I, I do think they've admired just how consistent he is, right? Like, he is 
you know, no matter you could walk in there at nine fifteen in the morning into the indoor practice facility, you would not know if they were getting ready for North Alabama or if they were getting ready for Alabama. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's he's a reasonable, practical man, and I think he would realize that you know, I can't. You know, these guys would have to, like you said, Corey, like pra- not just practice thirteen more times, but practice thirteen more times for Mike Norvell, and his practices are really yeah. tough and grueling. And so, they go play Georgia. Yeah. Like the best team in the one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, you know, Keon could use maybe some good film after a couple of these drops he's had the last few weeks. Yeah. But at the same time, you're probably like, all right, yeah, but I'm going to be catching balls from either Brock or Tate against that team. That might not help me either. But I think it'll be interesting to see how Norvell's able to navigate and keep the guys that are going to play this game motivated and at the same time, you know, stay on message just about the consistency and the finish and, and all those sort yeah. of things. I just think I don't envy no, him at all, but I, I, I trust his. The, and, I, and, I, and I know people might think it's an indictment of the culture. I don't Well, I don't think people will think that, but it could be said that, like, if they really cared about the program or if this culture is what we thought it would be, they would play for it. But Jamie Robinson did last year. Um, understand, Jamie Robinson was a fifth round pick. He was not a surefire first or second day pick. And they were still playing for something then. They were playing for a – I know it's goofy, but it was a cheese-it bowl in a 10-win season. They were playing for something. They were chasing something. This team is legitimately playing for nothing. Right, but what nothing if you go 14-0 and, and and Alabama or Texas wins a national title and you're the you're only losing. undefeated you're team? Not, you're great. Awesome. It wouldn't matter because you're, you're not even beating the real Georgia team either. So it's just it's – it's an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. Not in 2023. If it was 2012 when people still played in bowl games, I'd be like, yeah, it's a big game. They'll be – fired up for it it's just not they're 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 pros they're getting ready for their pro careers I think it's a lot to ask them to play one more time and I don't think they'll be asked I think it's their decision to make I just think most of them will be like especially after what happened Sunday I'm good I'm good with college football for this year we've done enough they're heartbroken um you know I would I would run it to the line three times and punt (laughs) the whole game I would make a mockery of the game because the game made a mockery of your team. So I would make a mo- – and I don't mean the Orange Bowl game. I mean the college football sport. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would make a mockery of that stupid bowl because you're, it's, you sh- it's, a mo- it's a sham that you're in that bowl. So go out there, punt it on second down, run fake field goals from your own 30. Like th- throw it all out there, man. Who cares? It does not matter. The season is over, in my opinion, and they finished 13-0 in ACC champs. I don't know what the ratings are going to be. I mean, I think once they see how the game is going, they won't be great. Mm. But, yeah, they should treat it like a – both teams should treat it like a pro bowl. No tackling. <laughs> you, you just kind of run in the line. You get an eight-yard gain and thud up. Yeah, yeah. man. It's, it's I mean, Georgia lost like eight guys in the portal yesterday. Oh, we got to speak about that, too. Yeah, Florida State lost some guys in the I portal, too. Up. But they're going to lose – they're going to lose more than a dozen guys. Their, their, their depth from opt-outs and portal hits, each team will probably have 55 to 60 available players. Maybe. Maybe. Jeez, that's I mean, it's just number. it's just dumb. Uh, A.J. Duffy yep. uh, told Pete Thamel that he plans on entering the portal. Uh, not surprising. Um, nope. Appreciate your service, A.J. Um, a quartet? What's, what's four people? Quartet. Quartet, there quartet, you go. Quartet, I, like, I like it. Uh, terrible. Dylan Brown-Turner, um, mm-hmm. who was a no-star linebacker out of Texas, kind of a late addition in the summer class high school prospect. Um, I don't recall seeing him uh, 
I mean, he's probably always wearing a black jersey. That's why I never really recall yeah. seeing him in, during the season. So he entered the portal. Um, and then Marquise and Douglas. Yep. That was a tough one. I love Biscuit. Um, I think maybe somewhere, maybe he needs a change of scenery. Maybe they can unlock him. Um, you know, maybe push him to the heights that he can reach. I don't know if he ever really gave all he had. Because, uh, man, when he's out there and he's, like, dialed in making a play, I mean, he makes a big play, but, you know, they don't put him out there all that much. And then President Daniel walk on, C.J. Campbell walk on. And of those five guys that we just mentioned, Duffy, Douglas, Daniel, Campbell, Brown, Turner, uh, Norvell only, I don't say, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, like salacious. But only one of those guys got like the, uh, can't wait to see what happens. You're a great kid. Best of luck. And that was the walk on C.J. Campbell. So take yeah. that for what it's worth, everybody. Uh, yeah. And uh, look, none of those are, you know, Mark Easton, it's just, you know, he was out of shape, gang. He was your third string tight end. He played, I would guess, against good teams. He played eight to ten snaps a game. So, I thought you, it sounds like it's a big loss, but uh, just going by what he accomplished and what he did this season, it wasn't. Uh, I thought he would take a big step, but also, you know, he did get passed over by two incoming transfers. Um, he probably thought the season was going to go differently for him, and then they bring in a kid from shorter college. They bring in Jaheim Bell, and his his snaps go way down. He doesn't contribute much at all to get 100 yards receiving. Um, just, yeah, wasn't, wasn't – He played. He played, though. I'm looking at – got his snap counts. I hate to uh, disagree with you, Corey, but he, he played 210 snaps in 12 games. Uh, but like Southern Miss, he played four. North Alabama played five. But he played 37 against Pitt. But I guess they had nobody that week. But 24, yeah. 24 against Miami, 14 against Florida, 18 against Louisville. Okay. A little more and, than well, eight. And but, also, yeah, but, but, but also, that also had something to do, I think, with Jaheim not being 100%, clearly. Yes. Um, yes. But, yeah, I mean, he was the third-string tight end. And he wasn't um, – yeah, so he probably had – what is that average? 20, 20 snaps a game. Um, so, again, I'm not – this isn't sour grapes – he had he had some really nice moments with his program. He's the biggest name out of the kids that transferred on Monday or entered the portal on Monday. But look, you got you got Morlock coming back. Uh, you got the number one tight end of the country coming in, in in high school, and the portal is open. You can probably go get somebody. I love you, Biscuit. I'm not just saying that. You can go get somebody better than Biscuit in the portal. Mm. And the other three, C.J. Campbell, really cool kid. I, I feel like uh, um, really had an interesting career. Bright kid, too. Like, he's a, he's a, he's a great Seminole. Uh, and I think that's the reason Norvell made sure to point him out out of the ones that entered. Like, he wanted to make sure people knew he, what he felt about C.J. Campbell. That, Aslan's right. That's always a telltale sign of uh, what the head coach thinks is what he tweets about the kid, if he tweets about him when he enters the portal. Um, so, again, not a big loss production-wise. But I don't want to dim diminish his role on the team because I think he was really well-liked and a really good teammate. Mm. So, yeah, that's uh, all in the thread over on the warchant.com Tribal Council. So uh, stay dialed into that. And then obviously on the premium recruiting board, Michael Langston's got you updated on who's out there in the portal that might be interested in uh, coming into the fold for Florida State. So we got you covered there over on the PRB as well. Football champions, Corey. Yeah, baby. Uh, the other football, the bumps. Incredible win uh, for Coach Brian Penske and the Lady Seminoles soccer team. 5-1 win over Stanford in the College mm. Cup final. Yep. 5-1. Incredible. So, yeah, Florida State's soccer team wins another national championship. What's that, four now? Four. Yeah, that's four stars, baby. That's four stars for the uniform. 
Incredible. Four in so. ten years. Four in uh, four since 2014. Jordan Dudley penalty kick goal. Left yeah. overlooked that one. So Jordan Dudley, Jody Brown with two goals, Beata Olson and Oni Echigini. Yeah. Um, all score in the victory for Florida State. Uh, nice way to to put a salve on uh, the early part of this week. Uh, incredible, man. Uh, that you know, we we had a lot of respect, obviously, for what Mark Corey did here and him leaving. Yeah, it was kind of acrimonious and it, it didn't feel great uh, to see a guy like that walk out here. Because we do appreciate what he and Coach Alameda um, have done for the the non revenue sports. Uh, but man, what a what a nice nice round of the cap too for Mike Alford. This was his hire. So yes, victory. And it's for been look, man. Uh, that's the highest scoring team in program history. Um, I want people to understand this. Uh, and again, I know I'm not the soccer guru. I know you don't come here for soccer. Um, Stanford was the best defense of the country coming into tonight or coming into Monday night. They had given up ten goals all season. Aslan, what? 10. They had given up ten all season. They hadn't given up more than one goal in any game all season. Well, clearly, if they've only allowed ten or whatever, so Florida. Well, you thought maybe there was a tour in there. Yeah. Uh, Florida State. Is that what they call it in soccer? A tour? I think a tour. Yeah, that's a it's an industry term. You wouldn't yeah. understand it. Got it. Um, right after nutmegging someone. Ooh. Uh, but but uh, Florida State scored five. Florida State gave them thirty three percent of the goals they allowed all season in one match, and they also had another one hit off the post, and another one where the keeper made an incredible save. They easily could have had seven. It's the most goals in a championship game since 2003. It's the first time an undefeated team has won the championship, so I guess the first undefeated team, in 12 years. This was like when you think about who plays in the ACC. And then Stanford was undefeated too, by the way. So Florida State was number one in the country. Stanford was number two. They had not been beaten all season either. And for them to roll through the ACC, mm. which has – I don't know. It's the SEC of so women's soccer, I guess, gang. Um, except it's not overhyped. It's legit. Um, they they rolled through the ACC undefeated. Give up one goal in the entire NCAA tournament. And that was on Monday night in the second half against Stanford. And then responded by a three with a three-goal barrage that put the game away. Like, it is, it's legitimately got to be one of the best seasons in the history of the sport. When you think about the competition they played, in the way they played, in the amount of goals they scored. I mean, they outscored opponents in the second half this year, Aslan, just in the second half. 53-5. to five. That's mm. that's 53 is more than most good teams score all season. And they just scored that in the second half of games this year. So, yeah, man, Pinsky, uh, I don't understand enough about soccer to know what changed with the offense. I know they were talking about it on the broadcast, that he did implement some things that – uh, made them more than just a possession team like they were with Krikorian. They more they like attack more. Yeah. But holy moly, that is an unbelievable team. That is the best team in school history. It's got to be one of the best teams in national history. So awesome. It's you know I get it. It's still this is a football show, the American football show. But that's a cool little respite from the doldrums that we've all felt for the last forty eight hours. So to see a team like that that also didn't have Jordan Travis. <laughs> and still won a national championship. Um, yeah, man. Um, it's uh, see, I don't know. I got the Twitter feed up here. Bruce Feldman's going on Fox LA to talk about Florida State getting hosed. My buddy, I said, like I told you earlier in the show, or maybe I said on the Smash. Like my buddy who lives in Boston, they were talking about it on radio in Boston. Said that Florida State got porked. Oh, there and, you go. And boned. 
Okay. So that sounds uh, like Boston. <laughs> yeah, like long live Massachusetts. Yes. Uh, everybody on Florida State side. So yeah, maybe it's not Florida State against the world. Maybe it's finally the world and Florida State against the SEC. No, like I said, man, it, it, people in Boston don't know anything about sport or sorry, college football, right? They don't follow it closely. That's what I was saying yesterday. Is the people that are kind of on the outside that aren't caught up in this stupid vacuum that we're all caught up in when this where, where this has been normalized. When they watch real sports that get decided on a field and not by a committee, um, they all are per- they're just bum-fuzzled. It just doesn't compute with normal, rational human beings that haven't been normalized to this tribal way of thinking that records don't matter. It's how you play at the end of the year. Tony Barnhart, who I've been reading since I was a kid, tweeted out, I think yesterday, that the the committee's job is to put the four best teams in the field. What happened in the past shouldn't matter. A, a, a writer of 40 years covering college football wrote that what happened earlier in the season should not matter. It's just who played well the last weekend of the season. It's crazy what this sport has become. Thankfully, it will be lessened as we move forward. But again, if you're Florida State... Make it hurt, man. Come bring the mother load to this university. Come bring a bunch of first and second day draft picks. Get you your best offensive line in 20, although a lot of those guys come back. Go get you some dudes and go to Ireland and make a statement. Am I right, Aslan? Amen, brother. You can go to headlines now, Corey. Go kill Mm. it there, too. Yeah, yeah. If I get my voice back. Apparently, Iris got a little bit of the sickness, too, huh? We're all, yeah. I mean, I lost my voice from yelling at uh, resident culture. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, that didn't help. I mean, I don't want to poo-poo on that because it was amazing. I needed, I don't know, man. I need to work on maybe having like a, not a bullhorn with me, but just some sort of microphone with an amplifier. Or it's crazy. I talk for a living, but I cannot, I cannot have a conversation with somebody even beside me with loud music playing without yelling. I yeah. think maybe certain people can elevate their voice without yelling, but I, I have to yell to get over that music. Yeah, but I'll, I, I do it all over again. I had so much fun. I just pull a, a like a Michael Corleone with Fredo. I just grab their heads and <laughs> shove them in close, kiss them on the lips, and, and whisper into their ear. That's what I do. So everybody that saw me at Resident Culture, I apologize for that, but that's just how I interact with people when I'm in a crowded bar. All right, uh, shows this week, TBD, to be determined. Probably not having a show tomorrow unless some kind of crazy portal stuff or coaching vacancy carousel stuff opens up, which we don't anticipate for the head coach, obviously, but maybe one of your coordinators is sought after. I saw uh, the Tulane jobs open, obviously, and you know Feldman threw Atkins' name there in the mix, so who knows. But probably not doing a show tomorrow, um, but we'll have more this week. Mailbag probably, Corey, right? Okay, yeah, sure. If anybody has any questions they want to ask. Yeah, just read the questions before you, though. Uh, like our guy. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Mig- Mignitz. Mignitz or whoever was like, never mind. Somebody already asked the same question. There you go. Perfect. Let's, let's use that kind of, uh, you know, judicious behavior in our uh, contributions to the show. All right, I'm done talking. Thanks. Corey, I love you, man. Thanks for doing this every day with me. I love you. you more. I love you more. We're going to get through this together, everyone. And at the end of the when day. When are we going to be like, I just feel like this is going to hang over us for so long. It's the disappointment hangs over us for sure. We'll never get rid of it. We'll never shake it. But I want everybody to know as angry as I've been and the angry as I've sounded, I know you guys are angry too. I I do genuinely. I'm, I'm just so fired up about this. 
program and my job again. Mm. I mean, I just am. Yep. It, I just this this program isn't going anywhere. Um, they've won 19 straight games. Uh, this is it's it's fun to be in the conversation. It's not fun to have that nonsense happen, but it's fun that it's just it's cool that they're back, man. It's yeah. cool that we get to do this. Um, it you know these are first world problems, and it's uh, you know a awful awful end to a crazy good season, a wonderful season. That, so that's uh, yeah, I'm still very 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 happy overall with 2023. Mm. Just you know December. December 3rd can go suck a D. <laughs> well said. Print the show, everybody. That's Corey <laughs> Clark. I'm Aslan Hajavani. Thanks so much for listening to Wake Up Board Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.